Have you ever thought how easy is to lead a comfortable, calm, peaceful life? What it requires is not rush, but slowing down. And slowing down doesn't mean not working. It means savor the experience. Each minute of your life, each hour of your life, each day of your life is a unique experience. And in that unique experience, you need to savor it. It's like eating food, each morsel that you take. If you salivate it, you'll enjoy it more. Same is about life. And then, when we are on holidays, we know that holidays normally involve travel. It can be domestic, it can be foreign, it can be anywhere. It can be ecotourism or it can be going to a casino. That brings excitement, expectation, enthusiastic planning in anticipation of all the wonderful things that are going to witness, to experience. Now that the pandemic-induced global lockdowns have held all travel plans in abeyance, you can still enjoy travel, but it has to be an armchair travel. And this includes recollection of the past holiday experiences. Sometimes one wonders where these holidays were gone. Were these holidays really as awesome as we thought they would be before we started the holidays? And after a holiday that involved hectic sightseeing, when you reached home, happy to be back, did you fight the feeling that you needed another holiday just to rest and recuperate? As a matter of fact, the concept of recuperation is not there. We don't want to recoup. A month later, after the return from holidays, if you have ever tried recollecting that travel experience and then trying to judge that, you would find that most sights and sounds have slipped your memory disk. They have been possibly been deleted. And if you have experienced that, be sure you are not the only one in the world who is having that feeling. We forget the names. We forget the cathedrals, the temples, the museums that become a blur, lose all their beauty, all their charm. Mountains and lakes that we visited flash past anonymously and you wish you had spent some more time in a fewer places just so that you could have enjoyed the experience better and treasure the memory to savor once again later. You remember that famous poem of William Wordsworth For oft when a couch I lie in a vacant hour in a pensive mood they flash upon the inward eye, which is a bliss of solitude. Now, this pandemic-induced lockdown gives you the ability to enjoy those past memories, provided you have them, provided you have treasured them. Then they can flash upon the inward eye, not otherwise. So, young or old, 
our biggest problem is we suffer from instant gratification this bug bug of instant bite, gratification bites us and we feel excited it's like having a drug which excites you but deadens your feeling been there done that then what what next at the most what we do is social media posts some pictures some photographs some souvenirs purchased but did the experience leave a happy aftertaste experimental tourism or what they call it experiential tourism was a bug word about a decade back when the focus shifted it shifted from brochure tourism to a new experience and that new experience was not supposed to be the normal experience it went against the grain but then we were flooded with the dominance of digital social media and then the brochure tourism come back and this return of brochure tourism made the tide turn the number of places visited seemed to matter more than the kind of experience one had it was much more important to show how many places you had gone what you had enjoyed what you had seen without understanding or appreciating the depth of that experience so the canvas was wider but then it was two dimensional the second and the third dimension which are much more important was missing and the sense of that awesome experience that awesome feeling was missing one perhaps need not venture for you don't have to go to hundreds of places to have that awesome feeling you can slow down and pretend to be visitor in your hometown have you really seen everything in your hometown would you believe that if you ask a person living in new delhi has he visited all the monuments he would not have i remember you know you would be amazed in my living room i have a picture of a step well the step well is in a very very famous location in new delhi is an old step well of the 14th century and i have that lovely picture somebody came to me and he said well where is it it looks so beautiful i said it's about 4 kilometers from where you live what really and i said yes he couldn't believe it and that is what happens all over we don't believe these things because we have not seen them for us assam is going to alps is going to niagara falls is going to kalahari desert but not the beautiful garden at the back 
northward to the meandering river that might be just one kilometer away. I remember when I was in Mississauga, some people came from India, so I took them to Credit River. And they were mesmerized at seeing the Credit River. Its cleanliness, the crystal clear water, you could see the bottom of the river back. And it was really enjoyable. And then I asked them, that you have such things in India as well? They said, no. I said, have you gone to Alaknanda? No. Why not? Well, we have gone to Gomok, forgetting that Alaknanda is much more important and much more beautiful. Nothing wrong against Gomok, but then that's what I'm saying. So we have a feeling that the distant places would be good. And that is what is wrong. If you want to have an awesome experience, slow down. Go to the places which you have not visited, where you can even walk down, possibly. You will notice and appreciate things you never knew existed. According to a magazine, I was reading an article in Discover magazine, and then I said an article where psychologists say that two things happen. And they have to happen to trigger an awe reaction. It doesn't happen automatically. Until these two things happen, you cannot have that feeling of being awed. And the first is, you have to perceive something that is vast. Now this vast can be either in physical size, we are always in perpetual awe of things which are bigger, much larger, the landscape or the widescape or the skyscape is much too big to be comprehended. Or it is in its scope, conceptual law. There, so there is perceptual law as far as the physical size is concerned and conceptual law as far as the scope is concerned. So if these two things are there, you would have a feeling of awe. Why do you have a feeling of awe when you see Mount Kilimanjaro or Mount Everest or Alps? It's because of that vastness. When you're standing on the shore and watching Pacific Ocean, the vastness of the ocean and you can't see anything but water till the end of the horizon, that sense overwhelms you. And then the conceptual, you are looking at the moon, See, it's a lunar eclipse and slowly the moon is disappearing. It's a concept. And you are feeling, wow, this is beautiful. The vast things has to challenge your current understanding of the world. And then it requires mental processing. And when you have seven experiences that you can really call awesome, then you are in a different world. Imagine witnessing a beautiful sunrise, the sun slowly coming up behind the dark clouds. As I can see that now the sun rising slowly, 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 and the colors changing imperceptibly and perceptibly, and all of a sudden, 
the whole thing is illuminated in a multicolored voice. I can see it now from my window. And the same is about the sunset. When it sets slowly, the beautiful atmosphere that is created. Or have you tried watching a flock of birds taken from trees in your local park? You don't have to go to a bird sanctuary to see that. And just see all of a sudden the birds take off. And wow, what a flutter it is. Or you're walking by a lake or a mountain. Or even you're watching a documentary on National Geography on the universe and its mysteries. Or listening to a great soothing music. All, all these times your heart tends to be filled with compassion and goodness. And that feeling is an enduring feeling, everlasting. And that feeling wants to capture your minds. Whenever you are in solitude, you can recollect it, it can flash back on your minds and you are once again enthralled, captivated, bewitched. Your heart is brimming with happiness. Happiness not with excitement but with peace and calmness that suffuses you. Such unhurried experience at regular intervals is a perfect recipe for serene and happy life. This is because as your heart and mind expand in tandem with what you experience, your perspective and attitudes expand as well. And they expand to embrace almost everything. Humble you are. You can see Things as you've never seen before. You see them in new light. You have a new perspective. And even when you see now is exceptional, at one time you considered it very ordinary. And now that ordinary has become extraordinary. It's unique and worthy of all appreciation. You remember in the late 80s there was a slow food movement in Europe. And it was a reaction to the fast food. To learn to savor rather than just consume mindlessly. That was slow food. And that is living your life. The focus has to be more on quality than on quantity. And that's why this focus on quality prompted traditional, seasonal, local food. That is sustainable, health, enhancing. So, what is true for food is true for your life experience. Going slow is a good thing. And when it translates to a lifestyle that's not only sustainable but also beneficial, it is a perfect conduit to happiness, to peace of mind, to players untold to you. Otherwise, you have to experience it. So, slow down, savor the experience and once you savor it, it will become a part of your psyche and you can savor it again and again and all the lockdowns 
would have no impact. Savor, savor the experience, but slowing down, enjoying it, enjoying every second of it, every small nano part of it, and that is real life. A life that gives you happiness, joy, ecstasy. Think about it. Try it.